What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast. Hi, Gold's office. Lloyd, it's Adam Davies. Oh, hi. Uh, let me see if I can get Mr. Gold. I'm not calling Ferrari, Lloyd. I'm calling for you. Oh. Are you happy there? Happy? How would you like to come work for me? How would you like to finally be an agent? Would this be just so you could get back at Ari? No, Lloyd. Getting back at Ari is the bonus. That's not great motivation for me. Three-year contract. Triple what you're making, I'm sure. Come in. We'll discuss. I'm sorry, but I can't do that. That's a personal call you're on, Lloyd. I'm going to waterboard you. You have to go. Welcome back, baby bros, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Palm Springs, California. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Done a live one for you guys today. Benjamin Cruz from The Ringer is back. Had him on last season for Episode 9 of Season 5. He's back for this week's episode, Episode 9 of Season 6. Ben's the best. He's a true pro. He knows how to podcast. He knows how to play off of me, and he loves Entourage. This is a super fun episode. We spend half the time cracking jokes and having fun. Uh, and we go yard. It's like over an hour and 15 minutes long. So this might be the longest episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah yet. Uh, I will tease it no longer. He, has, he tells a great story about competing against Zach Efron in high school. I tell a great story about Nat's girlfriend, and, and I think you guys will enjoy it. So... Hope everyone had a great break. We'll be back for the next three weeks uh, to finish out season six. Follow all the social accounts at Oh Yeah Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I will talk to you guys next Monday. My guest this week was our guest for season five, episode nine, Pi. And he's back for season six, episode nine. Clearly, I liked his energy, his entourage knowledge. Maybe he brings it in a good way two thirds of the way through every season. He's currently a podcast manager at TheRinner.com. He's dialing in from the Bay Area. Benjamin Cruz, welcome back to the Entourage Podcast. JR, good yawn tiff. Good yawn tiff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, listeners. Uh, I'm thrilled to be back, honestly. When I got the call, or the text, I should say, uh, again, the f- second fastest response in my entire life, only only behind the first time that you sent the text. So No, it's good. I don't want to overuse you because you love this so I don't want you to get burned out on Entourage. I have sixteen episodes left, Ben. <laughs> You're getting the call at least two more times. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and tell you. Just throw out the bad signal. I'm there, man. I am <laughs> yeah, man. there. We're talking today about uh security briefs. A super fun episode of Entourage. And that's what I wanna have you on for a fun one. I wanna have you on for some good Ari Lloyd stuff. Aired for the first time on September 13th, 2009. It's a year later after I asked you this question last time you were on, but where were you in September of 2009? Yeah, so I was still on my long route uh, of community college. Uh, I was I was just loving it, you know, loving the uh, struggling to find parking uh, every day and I didn't have I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, scratch that, I didn't have any money. So I didn't I didn't have HBO anywhere not not at my parents house not at the apartment i was staying at so i was still very much torrenting episodes of entourage very illegally onto Mm -hmm. my computer so that's where i was it was just entourage was my escape from the realities of my situation in my life at that time but i i look back on it fondly because i think and i think looking back that's why entourage holds such a deep place in my heart because it was really a bright spot 
right? Yeah. For me. So in the darkness of being <laughs> it, poor yeah, and yeah. young and confused. Yes, absolutely. I, I can't believe I've never brought this up with you before, but you mentioned torrenting it. I torrented the show myself too. I couldn't yeah. afford HBO. And it is the reason I am able to include audio clips from every episode of Entourage <laughs> in this podcast is yeah. because I still have my external hard drive with all of the shows all of the episodes illegally torrented that's the only way i can lift the audio like because everything else from hbo is super protected i mean you're a podcast producer you know what it's like but it's impossible to pull clips from netflix or hbo or any of these like super privacy but no the completely raw dvd rip file that i downloaded in 2011 it still works i'll tell you this though that's gonna be worth a shit ton of money once elon buys hbo (laughs) and fucks it up and then yeah. shuts down HBO Max and entourages no more, but except on your hard drive. Yes, so, exactly. I'm the one guy. Yeah. I'm like the guy who has the Bitcoin that he can't access. <laughs> exactly. So, but it's not worth as much to him. <laughs> exactly. Hang on to that shit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I might I might save the day for everyone. Uh, okay. We've talked about this before, but uh, Ben and I are diehard Golden State Warriors fans. I wouldn't say we're having as good of a season this year as we were last time we talked. In fact, they lost by 45 tonight. They set all their starters, but it was not a good night for us. But on this date, when this episode aired, September 13th, the NBA season was not in full effect. But just uh, two months earlier, the Golden State Warriors uh, selected Stephen Curry 7th overall in the 2009 NBA draft. In the 2009-2010 season, which started probably six weeks after this episode aired, he appeared in 80 games and averaged 17.5 points, 4.5 rebounds, 6 assists, and almost 2 steals in 36 minutes of play. They did not make the playoff that year, but he went on to finish his rookie season with 166 three-pointers, which was the most ever by a rookie in NBA history. And that's ironic now when he now averages triple that amount in a season. Right. Also, he didn't win rookie of the year that year. Yeah, to Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, good job, voters. (laughs) Well done. How's How's Tyreek doing now, uh, NBA fans? Yeah. Yeah. He was the first unanimous NBA all-rookie first-team selection and still didn't win Rookie of the Year. Insane. It made no sense. And, like again, they picked Tyreek. I think I remember the Kings had, like, a marginally better record. And Tyreek was good. He was very yep. good at, in, in that that season that they had. But, I mean, Steph, he also – he wasn't the Steph now. Obviously, we can look exactly. back, at it, back on it in, like, with, you know, 2020 retrospect, right? But – it still doesn't age well, right? No. We talk a lot about things that in entourages don't age well. <laughs> Steph Curry not winning Rookie of the Year and Tyreek Evans winning Rookie of the Year has not aged well. Uh, 100%. It's going to be funny. Every time I'm going to have you on, we're going to talk about a Warriors moment in time, and the listeners are going to be really, really excited to hear that. <laughs> or fucking annoyed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, what I meant. Either one. <laughs> <laughs> Quick recap of this week's episode of Entourage. Vince and Turtle are upset about the security team's takeover of the mansion, but when a driver's license is found in the couch leading to a guy with a dubious past, Vince decides the security is worth the hassle. Turtle and Drama call E to meet Vince at his fitting for the Frank Darabont film, and Ashley grows suspicious of his cryptic replies. Ari steals Zach Efron away from Adam Davies, and Adam retaliates by offering Lloyd a job as an agent. Lloyd rejects the offer, but reconsiders when Ari more than doubles his hazing period. Lloyd finally quits in a rage, abandoning Ari's smashed up car in beverly hills and when drama learns that the alleged stalker works at the pleasure chest a store he used to frequent he takes matters into his own hands just before he's about to go rambo on the guy he gets a call from vince turtle has discovered that vince's stalker is actually a bunch of sorority girls who were ordered to steal jamie lynn seedler's boyfriend's underwear ashley meets eric's assistant and the green monster rears her head again 
I, that is a weird way. And the green monster rears her head again. Is that supposed to mean that Ashley, Ashley. is a green monster? <laughs> is that her again, nickname? I don't, write, I don't write these. These are on HBO's website. I haven't... <laughs> her nickname is the same wall at Fenway Park? That is amazing. I did not know that. Some poor writer at HBO is like, and you know what, Ashley, the green the monster. Green monster. <laughs> wow. She might, she might be four and a half feet tall. I don't know. Yeah. What. Okay, Ben, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? It was hands down, and it always is when, when I fire up this episode. It's Ari getting on a three-way call <laughs> with Adam Davies and Zac Efron. It's so Ju- just good. so Zach can fire Davies and reveal he's signing with Ari. Like, it, it's it's such a lovable asshole move. Yep. That it, and that's classic Ari, right? And it definitely yeah. it balances out the actual asshole move he pulls later, uh, which 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 I'll get into. But uh, I'll also love anything related to uh, to the Rock. So <laughs> so the verbal inclusion of him in this exchange just really really put it over the top for me. Zat says, you promised Disney I'd do a shirtless lunchbox if they gave The Rock an extra five mil for The Witch 2. You know what's funny about that quote, Ben, is that could have easily been uttered in 2022. <laughs> like, right. Efron doing a shirtless thing for, for The Rock doing a Netflix sequel or a Disney sequel. It just, it all still lines up. Things don't change in those ways. I mean, Zach Efron currently, I think, is still filming the biopic for the Von Erichs, and he's shirtless a thousand percent of the time in this movie. So yep. you're absolutely right. It could relate to 2022. What could you possibly want, all right? I just wanted to congratulate you on making it to the top of the Gestapo. <laughs> you really want anything? Uh, no, but your ex-client does. What ex-client? Connect him, Lloyd. Mr. Efron, you're on with Mr. Gold and Mr. Davies. Hello. Zach. Buddy, what's up? You think you can leverage me, Adam? What are you talking about? You promised Disney I'd do a shirtless lunchbox if they gave The Rock an extra five mil for which two? A shirtless lunchbox? No, it's it's not happening. Zach, that was a joke. You're a joke. Hold on, Adam. <laughs> My girl here is a really big fan, right? Hi, can I please have your autograph? Of course. Make it out to Lori. Zach, are you there? I'm sorry, are you in a rush, Adam? It's very nice to meet you, Lori. I'm Darren. I'm Lori. It's nice to meet you. Oh, God. You still there, Adam? Yep. Good. You're fired. I'm with Ari now. Good yon tiff. Beautiful work, Zach. Beautiful. You are now my new favorite client. I cannot wait to get you a producer credit on College Musical. That's hilarious, Ari. How about a signing present? Something with four wheels and leather seats. Consider it done, my friend. Later. Later. So my favorite moments, we'll, we'll, we'll spend some more time on Zach Efron a little bit later because we do want to talk about celebrity cameos, and there's two good ones in this episode. But, but my favorite moment, it was really hard for me to pick because there are a lot of good moments, but I was just rewatching it. I usually rewatch the episode two or three times before we tape, and for some reason... The moment when Lloyd basically confronts Ari and says, hey, I just want to make sure that we're checking, that we're still tracking. I'm 50 days into a 100-day hazing period. And Ari spirals out of control and starts, like, basically bullying Lloyd. It's not as bad as when he's bullying him in front of Andrew Klein. (laughs) But the moment at the end when Ari goes, 90 days, you want 10 more? You just got him. And Lloyd goes, wait, for what? For what you were thinking. It's so – I just burst out laughing because – just the back and forth, like the quick cut between Lloyd's disappointed, sad face and R and Jeremy Piven just in a volcanic rage. Like that scene wasn't bothersome to me because that was Ari being Ari and just like kind of 
taking some shots. Uh, it's later when we'll talk about it, but uh, when he kind of just goes really on, out of the way to humiliate Lloyd, that felt bad. There's there's one point in that argument too, or that confrontation where right after Lloyd says, "I just want to check that we're on track," and Ari, you see Ari just snap mentally. I know right? it's a sickening turn <laughs> where he just has a facial expression of, "Are you kidding me?" Right? How did, dare did you, you really question me? Act? Yeah, and he does. <laughs> He obviously says that later. He verbally says, how dare you question me or, or whatever. But the facial expression by Piven in that moment is just chef's kiss. So good. It's so unbelievably you, good. You already know it's going to go down. This conversation is going to go downhill very, very quickly. And if I'm in Lloyd's position, I never really have been. Actually, I was like a, I was a, an assistant at FX, the television network, like my first job out of college. And I worked for some guys who I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have pissed on them if they were on fire. And in those situations, when they're mad, you don't hang around and keep getting yeah, verbally yeah. abused. You just go, all right, I'm good, great, we'll talk later. And you just walk out yeah. of the room. And it, that was what I thought was a little interesting about Lloyd, just sitting there and wearing it. His his sentence goes from 70 days to 100 like that. And uh, it's pretty brutal. It's another level of loyalty, I think, that he has, right? Because he even in that scene, he you know he says, I want to be an agent, but I want to be an agent for you. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and even even when he's telling Ari to fuck off and he's leaving his car in the middle of wherever those that cross street was, he tells him where his car is. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> like he easily could just been like, "I'm leaving your fucking car. You can go find it." There's that last Lloyd is so freaking loyal to Ari. It's it's so sweet. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's one of the sweetest relationships in the whole series. All right, Mr. Gold. What? You know it's been fifty days. Fifty days. You said 100 days of hell and then I'd be an agent. It's been 50. So I just want to make sure we're still on track. Still on track? That nothing's changed? Are you seriously questioning me? I'm just asking. Because today I was offered a job. You were offered a job? A real job, Ari, to be an agent. Which, of course, is what I've always wanted. But to be an agent for you. So I just want to make sure that I'm still going to be in 50 days. I just added 10 days. All right, no. 10 more. You want to keep questioning Ari, me? Just, uh, or keep telling me about your other job opportunities? Ari. It's Mr. Gold for 70, now 80. Or you can go ahead and represent dancing chihuahuas or whatever your offer is. Go ahead, keep questioning me, I dare you. Please. 90 days. This is not the breakfast club, Mr. Gold. This is my life. 100 days. You want 10 more? You just got him. For what? For what you were thinking. Now, I've got chores for you when you're done cleaning up my keyboard. Get my car, have it washed. Go get my dry cleaning, bring it to my house, clean up all the dog shit and my neighbors. Don't you ever question my word again. So, I mean, speaking of loyalty and being loyal to one another, let's talk about bros being bros moments. There's a couple good ones. I'll start just the beginning with the guys being all cranky with each other because yes. of the, the Israeli bodyguard team is like not letting them get any sleep it's it's very indicative of like male friendship if you guys are all hung over or you're all if you had a, a long rough night of no sleep nobody's nice to each other and guys are not as fake as the other sex <laughs> so it just it becomes it becomes real chippy real fast is what i was saying that was actually one of mine too is turtle and drama legitimately almost getting into a fight at breakfast right because <laughs> both of them are just really fed up you know yep. turtle probably has less of a reason to uh because drama is actually going through a job crisis right and he's walking around with that messed up makeup turtle is just he has no fruit loops 
and his toilet's a little clogged. You know, he's having some plumbing problems. So then he's in school. He might have to get some sleep to finally pay attention in his one business class that he goes to. <laughs> Look, I'll just say this: uh, we kind of talked about at the top of the show. I was in community college, and I, I felt that stress. Yeah. If my best friend was a high pro- A list movie star. I'd have a little bit less pressure about going to school. I, I would too. Yeah. If, if if I don't succeed at this, I also have another job. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I have another career. So yeah, yeah. it was, uh, but yeah, that was definitely one of mine as well. It's just them just getting ready to fight at God knows what time it was, 7.30. They woke you too? Yep. You know that big Yoni guy uses my toilet? Yep. And he leaves floaters. <laughs> I didn't know that. What are we gonna do? Dr. Aaron, I called him, he's on his way. You see my Fruit Loops? Nope. The Yoni's eating them outside. This guy's pushing me. Bagel broker. Nice. What is with your face? They surprised me with a new semen I got to the set last night. Battery acid sprays out of my car engine. Four hours of makeup for one line. Compliments of Dan Coakley. Why don't you take it off? I got to shoot again tonight. I can't bear another session in the makeup chair. Now you got two bad sides. Don't start with me, turtle. I'm exhausted. Oh, you are? We got the Israeli army waking us up all night. You can go home. Baby bro was hungry. You could go to Jamie's. I'm a friend who doesn't leave his boy in crisis. Appreciate that, turtle. And since Jamie's a little too scared to sleep here, I'm having a little crisis of my own. You've gotten years without pussy. A couple days won't kill you. Well, shut your mouth, acid face. You want to go? Yeah, I do. Come, Come on, move. Don't fucking get Whoa. my face. You're disgusting. Whoa. Your boy's OK? Actually, no. We're not. He started it. One of your goons ate my Fruit Loops. The same goon keeps pummeling my toilet. Well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna talk to you. Yeah, and I thought your man outside was gonna shoot me when I pulled up this morning. I think another bros being bros, it's not really a moment, but it's just this idea of like drama just taking matters into his own hands. Once the Israelis identify who this stalker is and that he might be dangerous, he literally is like, all right, I'm gonna go take a nap and then goes like private eye and like calls the pleasure chest and sneaks out. And it's funny because every time drama usually goes on one of these adventures turtles with him so seeing him go solo and have his interaction at the pleasure trust it just was good I, I really enjoyed that i mean that's the thing about those guys too right it's just there's always they always pair off they're always together or there's at least two yeah. of them so when they go each go off on their own individual journeys it's interesting because it's it's kind of uncharted territory a little bit and i mean that's a great point by you and but it's also i guess for drama not uncharted territory because yeah. he apparently spent hours days <laughs> At the pleasure <laughs> chest, it, it's really unclear. He's, but he's been there so much. He's familiar with the staff and might yeah. have attended an S and M convention with one of them. So, <laughs> or even had like a you know a dom sub relationship with her. If we want to go, yeah. This- <laughs> I, let, let's put that spin off into <laughs> into a series, just uh, drama and and that uh, the the pleasure chest girl. Sadie. I'm I'm in on that. Yeah, yeah Sadie. Sadie, absolutely. Drama says, do you have any idea how sick this guy must be if he works at the pleasure chest? And he goes, why? You used to spend more time there than the employees. And Drama goes, yeah, but so what? He's a stalker. I'm not. <laughs> how can I be calm when baby bro's safety is in the hands of inept gorillas? Please control your men, Eric. Could you calm down, please? No, I can't calm down when we're locked up in here like wild animals. You're not locked up. So you're free to leave whenever you want. I don't get why you just didn't have this guy arrested in the first place. Because we have no actual proof it was him who broke in. Then you should have had your goons stick him in a trunk and give him an Israeli-type warning. You watch too much TV. John, would you let the professionals do their jobs, please? Fine. Do your job. Thank you. So what does this guy do, anyway? He works in a retail shop. 
Oh, well, which one? I mean, maybe we've crossed paths with him before. Well, do you spend a lot of time in a place called the Pleasure Chest? Great mother of God. He does. Do you have any idea how sick this guy must be if he works at the Pleasure Chest? Why? He used to spend more time there than the employees. Yeah, so what? He's a stalker, I'm not. And he has an unlimited access to dildos and restraints, and this guy lost them. But we have Vince, which is most important. I'm not feeling like you have anything. You want me to make you feel something? Guys. Fine, fine. I'll let the professionals do their job. I'll go take a nap. That one is a loose cannon. Pleasure chest, this is Sadie. Hey, Sadie, I, I don't know if you remember me. I don't remember you. I won't have phone sex with you, and I'm a lesbian. No, no, no. This is Johnny Chase. We... Drama? Yeah. Holy shit, man. How are you? Good, good. Haven't seen you since you made it big on the network. Yeah, well, I can't really be rolling in there now that I'm a public figure. Jeez, <sighs> drama, turn down the porn, will ya? No, no, it's not porn. It's Vince. Oh, guess he's good. Yeah, he's great. Sweet. So what's up? Look, I want to ask you about an employee, Curtis Tucker. What about him? What do you know about him? Not much. Quiet, keeps to himself. Why? I think he's got a hard on for my baby bro. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, not that kind of a hard on. More of the stalkerish nature. Yeah, wouldn't shock me. Kid is creepy. Have you seen him? Not since yesterday, no, but I, I think he switched shifts, so should be around at like four. Great. Maybe I'll be there too. You're not gonna cause trouble now, are you, Drama? Would you like it if I did? You know it. Although I am still recovering from you dislocating my pinky at that SNM seminar. <laughs> Maybe I'll make it up to you. Ciao. Uh, our, our, our least favorite moment. Well, sorry. It, before before we get there, please. can, can yeah. I do my bros being? Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, no, 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 totally no, please. No, you're good. Steam rolled those, you. those were two really good ones. I have one more, and it's just. It's Vince having super loud sex in his room <laughs> with with the girl in charge of his movie clothing clothing fitting. And so that's one, right? Just door open. You you know people are home. You you live with these guys. No 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 volume control. But then also, it's followed by another bro being bro moment of drama walking by and just closing the door. That's nice. <laughs> didn't yeah. didn't interrupt, didn't say anything rude, close the door. Just kept it. Moving. Didn't try to like embarrass Vince in any way. Like you know how some guys would like throw a pillow or yeah, you know yeah. try to snap a photo if we're gonna really fucked yeah. up with it. Like yeah, both. It's a great point. Both acts very broy. Loved it. I it mean, just, and it's his actual brother just watching actual, out for him. That's, I, also, <laughs> that's another level though. There's like I get their brothers. There's like a familial thing here where I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't want to see that. You know, you know what happens, but you don't want to see it. I have three brothers, and I don't know how I'd feel about like listening to one of them have loud, echoing sex in, <laughs> in a house that we're sharing. I just don't know how I'd feel. Like, I guess I guess when you're at that level of fame and there are women coming and going, you just kind of get used to it's it. It's a different world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vince has always made it clear that he's very comfortable with just having sex whenever. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wherever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so least favorite moment. There's two in general I mean, you. I haven't talked about Ashley with you yet, Ben. I mean, what's what's your whole what's your whole Ashley take? What's your point of view on her? So, I'm trying. I I I honestly today tried to remember how I felt about her the first time I watched it and mm -hmm. she was introduced, because in in every rewatch, I cringe the episode that she appears because I know oh, yeah. what's to come. Yeah, it's like PTSD a little bit. Right, and it's. 
look, uh, in no way is Eric perfect with her. Does he treat her a thousand percent the correct way? Right. He lies to her. Right. That that yep. Sloan call and everything else. And he's he's very dodgy around her. But man, the second that she asks E if it was really Turtle who called in the yeah. morning, like oh my god! And then grand finale fireworks red flag going up there, right? Like oh shit! <laughs> and then checks his phone. Not oh. not just the cherry on top of the toxic cake here. Just what is what is that? And her again, her overall aura. It's just very, yeah. it's very off-putting for the, her entire story arc. For me, anyway. Maybe I'm being too harsh. How, how, how do you feel about it? Uh, I, I'm not going to belabor the listeners. On, I'm, I'm not a fan. No guest we've had on in this season for Ashley episodes has been a fan. Save for our good friend Kyle Banduho, who for <laughs> some reason loves Ashley. He's an Ashley he's, apologist? I think he's more just attracted to her, which, fine, to each their own. Fine. I can't look past the fact that she... Looks like like a little kid in some ways, but uh, past her looks, it's that needless, in, that needy insecurity, questioning everything that he's done. And it's funny you mentioned he's not great to her this season. He he changes his story. He ignores yeah. her calls. He's he's seen Sloane in like these friendly business type things. So it does make different reasons not to trust. But if anything, that feels like and you and I are both married, so I don't know exactly what it's like to date in 2022, but that feels like a lot of digital dating these days. Like yep. you're kind of like yep. got a couple of girls or guys on you know in in your roster, as they'd say. You're kind of changing stories, always kind of always talking to other people. So in a way, it just feels like Ashley, you're just in the wrong era. You're just like 10 years too early because like you or or you're like you're you're just too old fashioned for even 2009. That's it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that behavior in terms of like checking the phone and, and all that stuff, like that was like a thing for a long stretch there. And I feel like sure. now that's become taboo. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just idealistic about that, but it's um again, I, she gives me the heebie jeebies for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. And maybe I, I'm open to seeing the other side. I'll I'll call Kyle <laughs> and just say, <laughs> you know, let's let's conference him in. <laughs> I, yeah, I just want your point of view. Maybe I'm being too harsh, admittedly, but again, it's from she like rips his show, the part that he's producing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that was that was the end of last. Se- no, that was sorry. That was the beginning of this season. Not yeah, a long time yeah, ago. Oh my gosh. It's uh, I I no, I don't like her. <laughs> no, I that's fair. And and we're an episode away for things going off of a, a steep cliff where she asks to read his emails and all this stuff. Yes. And that's when it's that's when worse. he finally he finally comes to his senses and every single guy in the crew goes, Hey man, she's crazy. Yeah. Which you you wish these guys would have done three episodes ago, to be honest with you. But And I will say so Dom gets a lot of hate. Right, mm-hmm. because he mm-hmm. kind of interrupted the flow of the friendship sure. and, and threw the show. off the dynamic. Right, yeah. threw off the dynamic, and and you know I've heard Dom, the actual actor, talk about that in in interviews. Yeah, I think Ashley gets not enough. The character, I, the actress, is probably fine. She's probably a nice nice lady. <laughs> um, well, well I'll, t- I'll tell you, Ben. She had a good little run up until this uh, performance, and nobody hired her at all. It is like it is like her career was taken out back and shot it at this performance. Oh, it cra- no. it, like, I think she had been steadily working for five years on some, I don't have her IDB up, but like, and then like after this, she has maybe like three more credits to her name for the last, she was in the movie Fool's Gold. She was in the movie When in Rome. She was in the movie Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. She played one of the ex-girlfriends. She was on that? 
Oh, yeah, and like okay. it, it's like okay, this is a nice little movie career you're not going here. That was that was all 2007, 2008, and then 2009 she appears in eight episodes of Entourage as Ashley, and then she has only four more credits to her name after that. That is tough Ooh. breaks, and that's kind of unfair if you think about it. So actually, yeah. behind the curtain, Jerry Ferrara and I talked about this offline after we recorded this week, this season's episode. We talked about four, the uh, golf episode, and he said, "Man." I'm so glad social media wasn't a thing when our show aired. I don't know if I yeah. could have handled the immediate criticism that every show gets episode by episode, week after week. He said the movie suffered from that because I think Twitter kind of came to the forefront when the movie. Yeah. And then he just kind of like offhandedly was like, like, for example, the poor actress who plays E's girlfriend this season, like she got so much unnecessary hate and, and like, she was just playing her role to perfection. Right. She just, she was playing oh, a character no. that was written for her. And I, I remember thinking to myself, damn, even Jerry recognizes that 12, 13 years later. I, I kind of feel bad. Shit. But I still don't like the character. Now I feel bad. <laughs> God damn it. I am going to re-examine my, how I look at Ashley. Hello. Yo, wake up. What time is it? I don't know. Seven something? Are you alone? No. Ashley? Who else? Uh, with you, who knows? She wake you up in the morning, BJ. What's up? Tell her she should. <laughs> What's up? Vince wanted me to tell you to meet him at the fitting. Okay, sounds good. Not as good as a morning, BJ. Okay, I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. Who's that? This turtle. Oh. What do you want? Just to tell me that I have to meet Vince at the fitting. <laughs> I gotta get up. Was that really turtle? Yeah, why? Because you were talking really weird on the phone. <laughs> weird? Like cryptic, short answers, like you were hiding something. I wasn't hiding anything. I mean, you want to know the truth? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was saying some stupid things, that's what. <laughs> like what? Like, Drama wanted to know if you woke me Wait, up. Wait, Drama, I thought it was turtle. No, Drama got on the phone, and he wanted to know if you woke me up with like a... Uh, yeah. He's an <laughs> idiot. That's why I was being cryptic. So. I hate when my friends do stuff like that. And I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be crazy. Yeah, I'll be sorry. I'm going to jump in the shower. And then one last thing that's not great is just, it's funny. You were here for the introduction of Gary Cole's character, Andrew Klein. You were, mm. That was the episode we had, John. So it's yeah. been a whole season of Andrew Klein. And last week we had his meltdown and him going to prison and signing Aaron Sorkin. I think this is the last episode we see Andrew Klein in for a very long time. Ari straight up bullies him in front of Andrew Klein and just shits on him for no reason in this weird boys clubbish like call your mother and tell her you don't have a purpose. Do you see this man? He's he's done more in the last five minutes than you've done in your whole just like shitty stuff that doesn't make you in any way laugh or side with Ari. It just makes you feel more for Lloyd. Yeah, I mean that was that was a bummer. I have I have some more Andrew Klein thoughts later, which I'll save. But I, to piggyback off of that and to actually, in a way, kind of, I guess, push back on one of your earlier points Please. of, like, I, I didn't love Ari adding the, the days to the countdown. And so, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting sensitive in my old age. but I, so, And I'm usually a massive fan of Ari's assholeness because he's he's perfected the art, right, of being an asshole that I don't know. I can never achieve for fear of what people think. But totally. It, it was in that moment. It was just some. It just felt like some some toxic masculinity mis- masculinity coming through. Yeah. Just because he felt like his word was being questioned, and I 
I don't know. I, I think it was a fair question for Lloyd to ask, especially because he legitimately got a job offer, right? Davies says three years, probably triple what you're making right now. Anyone would consider that, right? Anyone in the real world, especially Lloyd, who's he's been on Ari's desk for now. What this is? I mean, seasons wise, yeah, we're now four. at four seasons. Yep. Let's just let's just say that's four years. That's still a really long fucking time, right? So I I didn't I didn't love it on the watchback. Like I I totally understand your point of it. Like it's just classic Ari. I guess it was just probably him being an asshole to Lloyd specifically in that way. Again, Lloyd is so loyal to him, loves him to death, and just wants to work for him and be an agent for him and be great for him. So that that didn't sit as well with me, in addition to the part with Andrew that you, that you just mentioned there. I'm not sitting here saying that, like, Ari adding all the days was my favorite moment of the episode. Oh, no, totally, just totally. totally, the, totally my yeah. favorite moment of the episode, like, my laugh-out-loud moment was when he just gave him an extra 10 days for staring at him. Yeah. Just for some reason. <laughs> it was great TV writing. It was, like, good timing on their part. It was made me laugh. amazing execution by Piven, right? Yeah. Amazing execution. So I'm, I'm totally with you there. It, 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 just, it just didn't strike the same chord it probably did when I was when this episode first came out. Yeah. All right. Aaron Sorkin is signed, sealed, and delivered. Beautiful. You hear that, Lloyd? Yes, congratulations. Now take a good look at this man, all right? Now what do you see in him that you don't see in yourself? I don't know. A purpose. <laughs> now call your mother and tell her that you don't have one, all right? Lunch? Great. Slave, call the grill and tell him we're on our way. All right, Gold's office. Have you reconsidered yet, Lloyd? I'm happy here, really. This offer won't last forever. Tick tock. What was the most entourage moment of this episode for you, Ben? Uh, the debut and the reveal of Rupert Pupkin. Uh, <laughs> big deal. Big, big deal. We obviously figure out who exactly why they do it in the next episode, right? You, yeah, you, weirdly, that it carries over. Like, we don't see Ashley's reaction to any of that stuff until next week, which, which we'll get to. Sorry, I interrupted you. Right, no, 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 please. Uh, and it's, it, it was just, for me, Just see, so obviously seeing it, you know what the explanation is and what's mm -hmm. to come, but... Just seeing that, it's it's just that, you know, the guys having that name for Vince is great. It, it's just another thing that's it's just within the group. Obviously, Ari has it as well. And sure. it, it just goes to show this extra level of protection that they'll go to for Vince to make sure if in some ridiculous manner their phones get stolen, no one has access to Vince's number. Yeah, and that's totally fair. And yeah. it's it's such like a it's such like a goofy, obscure name that like I I get it. And it, it also felt like a little inside Hollywood. You went, Oh, of yeah. course. Nobody would have a famous person's full name in their phone. It's really funny. I was shooting this is pre COVID, I was shooting a commercial that I wrote for Bed Bath and Beyond in Los Angeles. Okay. And I, I was living up in the bay, so they put me up at like a, a nice hotel. I went to Fairmont in Santa Monica, real nice. And I was checking in on a Friday because we were shooting overnight on a Friday. And Gary Sinise was checking in right next to me after Gary Sinise. <laughs> and I really wanted to say something to him because we're both in the same small western suburb of Chicago. But I didn't. And he checked in under a different name. It was, it was, like, it was something like George Lee or something like that. It was some weird name where I was like, that's not right. And they knew who he was. And they said, thank you for staying with us. It's always a pleasure to see you. And kind of gave him the – and it was like a smooth process for him where he did not have to 
linger at the yeah. hotel check-in for more than like five seconds. And he was in the elevator with me, and I, I was this close to saying something, but I was like, I'm not going to be that asshole. It's uh, He's also <laughs> one of those ones that like, you don't want to bother Gary Sinise. He's like been working with World War II and Vietnam vets and just wants to be right. left alone. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's actually great to hear that there's a real-world application for this, right? And it, mm-hmm. Again, it makes sense that you know you would put a fake name and I, I, like the only before this episode the only reference i had with this was Notting Hill with uh <laughs> with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts and she oh, she says something along the lines of she always leaves like a disney princess as her <laughs> check-in name and there's a scene at the end where he's trying to find her and he keeps just reeling off disney characters <laughs> and it's hysterical and so th- this was the the next level of all oh, like that makes so much sense that celebrities would do this, right? Because yes, of course. If there, anyone could go up to the front desk and be like, hey, can I get Julia Roberts' key? It's like, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, or if you're just a bellhop and you said Stephen Curry and his wife are staying yeah. at the hotel and yeah. you're just like hanging around like a fucking creeper. So yeah, totally get it. My most entourage moment is this is after the reveal that the you know stolen underwear was a sorority prank and drama gets back from the pleasure chest. And this is the very end of the episode, but... The guys are just sitting around playing video games and just kind of busting each other's balls about the whole thing. Turtle's like, who would have thought that a girl would want my underwear before Vince's? And Drama's like, who would have thought that anyone would want to get near your underwear? And they just start going back and forth. Drama hits him with like a cattle prod, like, you know, BDSM, like, Yeah, thing. he spanks him. Yeah, and they make fun of Drama's... Ma- it just felt like Entourage. Just felt like these guys, they're doing a recap of what happened in this episode. They're making fun of each other. And for some reason, Drama has three full shopping bags from the pleasure chest he not only did he threaten an employee that was there before he left he bought probably three thousand dollars worth of sex toys i mean his defense he probably hasn't been there in a couple years because he's on network now (laughs) he made he made the claim and he you know leaving with that amount with the makeup on it could have just been you know this is for work he had an excuse built in but no that's a great call by you uh he also though probably too many sex toys (laughs) <laughs> exactly. At some point, we just got to draw the line here and say this is. Too I much. think if you have more than one bad of sex toys leaving a sex toy <laughs> yeah. store, that's one bad too many. If I think, in general, bag. the bags are bigger because you're trying to hide what's in what they what is actually inside. But yeah, yep. fill three bags. I mean, I just I kind of want to know, but also I don't. I don't know. That's what's I'm funny at. is I now and make it about me again. But like whenever we go see a concert or anything in L.A. and we're up in Hollywood and we drive back to where we live in Palm Springs, we always drive by the Pleasure Chest. And I think about drama and Curtis and all <laughs> of the fun things that have happened in this episode every single. I thought time. you were gonna say I was. I I thought about stopping in. <laughs> yeah, I thought about stopping in stopping to reenact in. it. <laughs> <laughs> Threatening uh, employee. Yeah. It's, it's you know, good. like. I reenacted the uh, Joshua Tree trip by That's going right. out to you the a, desert. You, and you did an episode out there. Did an episode out there. Maybe or maybe not have been on mushrooms during that episode, just yeah. like the boys. I don't know if it would go as well to record in a sex store <laughs> in uh, Hollywood. <laughs> what is this for? I don't. That's not even that famous of an entourage episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that a girl would want to get my underwear before Vince's? Who would have thought anyone would have wanted to get anywhere near your underwear? Don't be bitter because I have more fans than you. You going to tell Jamie? No. Drama stopped the real stalker in my story. Good move. Well, if he was the real one, I would have stopped him. Trust me. All right, guys, what do you want to do tonight? Celebrate our freedom. E, you got Ashley? I called her. I haven't heard back yet. I got to work. Uh, I don't think that face would do great in clubs anyway. I think that makeup's bringing on some adult acne, right? (laughs) Oh! I'm going to kill you, Drama. (laughs) 
Human was sorority sister. What was your favorite line or quote from this week's episode, Ben? So I have a couple. Uh, the first being <laughs> when Ari is asked by the replacement assistant. Yeah. The replacement assistant says something like, uh, when will Lloyd be back? And Ari says, he won't. I killed him. <laughs> I shot him and I buried him underneath my desk. Any more questions? <laughs> and the guy stumbles out of the office. Just, it's so just good. incredible. Hi, Mr. Gold. I'm Craig. HR sent me down to fill in for Lloyd. Great. Yeah, I really look forward to helping you out. Uh, do you know when he'll be back? You want the truth? Sure. Uh, he won't. I killed him. I shot him and I buried him underneath my desk. Any more questions? Uh, no. Good. Now get out of here before I kill you too. Uh, Frank Darabont, uh, when he... This is a performance. When he, <laughs> when he is leaving Vi the Vince... Uh, situation after they explain the stalker he says to Vince like the last two words he says to him are Vince paranoia <laughs> <laughs> and the pause is what got me it's just because he was holding the moment <laughs> just so good he, he, he'd he'd gone through a lot he and, and, uh, uh, oh so so freaking good and then the last one is this was more of dialogue it was, it was toward the beginning of the episode and this is after drama shows them the makeup Mm -hmm. And Vince says, lose the makeup, Johnny. And Drama says, no can do. And Vince says, okay. <laughs> he's he's yeah. just so goddamn supportive of his brother. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Vince is on easy street so hard this season yeah. because he's finally back on top and he's just waiting for uh, Ferrari to, to you know film. He is playing pool twice an episode every episode this season he's just like just working on his nine ball game with e or turtle whoever will play with him it's just truly easy street for vince i love it, it it's it's great vince honestly because he gets to kind of you know it's it, it's my favorite type of vince rather than like coked up vince which is yeah you know, down the line but it's uh it's a really good vince aaron i think everyone's a little tense with all the people around the house constantly how much longer do you think we're gonna have this much security i can scale it back if that's what you want but I think you should hear what we found on this guy before you make that decision. Here's a report. He has a few arrests. He tried to kill his father. As a child, he had an affinity for setting fires. At the age of 12, he burned down his house, badly injuring his father. He was questioned and cleared. Jesus. Creepy. We'll keep the security. It shouldn't be for much longer. We have this guy under a 24-hour surveillance. So what should we do? What do you normally do? Well, I have a fitting today. No worries. Live your life as usual. My guys will be there just in case of any surprises. I'll be there too, bro. Appreciate it, Johnny. But lose the makeup, huh? No can do. Okay. Turtle, you want to come also? I got class. So much for you being a good friend. I have a perfect attendance record. It's okay. You go to class, but do me a favor. Call E, have him meet me there, because it looks like I have a ride. You got it, boss. There's a good Ari and Vince exchange. Ari, I know it's annoying, Vinny, and Vince goes, do you? Two guys following behind me uh, after my every move. And Ari goes, we usually have three, but the only difference is your idiots aren't usually armed. And yeah. it's just funny. <laughs> it's a good, like, Ar Ari's consistent, like, put-downs of the rest of the crew is just, it, it comes so naturally for him. I know, it's annoying, Vinny. Do you? Two guys following behind me, my every move. You usually have three. The only difference is your idiots aren't armed. You're always a help, Ari. I'm sorry, Vinny. It'll be over soon. Enjoy Darabont. I will. Later. Later on, the guys are talking about like how 
Ashley doesn't trust E. And Vince has a really small line before, like, drama's been thing about how girls are white elephants. Vince goes, E's about as reliable as they get. He's like a Toyota. And then they just, like, start talking about, like, earning back Ashley's trust. And it's just so funny. Like, this movie star comparing his best friend to a Toyota is just so funny to me. I don't know. Also a little insulting, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's like, E, you're, you're like kind of a, a piece of shit that a 16-year-old gets and like drives yeah. into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley doesn't trust me. I never had a girl that trusted me. Sucks. Yeah, but he's as trustworthy as they get. He's like a Toyota. I did lie to her about Sloan calling me. Look, E, do you really like this girl? Yeah, I do. Well, then you're going to have to earn back her trust. Never happened. Girls have memories like elephants. You get caught lying once, you're done, no matter what they tell you. And what do you know about relationships? Everything. And and then uh, I got to take one from your Darabont scene. It's a little moment. He's talking about Shawshank and how a guy showed up on his <laughs> front porch and he shot him in the ass. And he pulls out a pulls out a, a loaded gun and the cocks gun. it. And then what does Vince say? Vince goes, guys, it's okay. He's the director. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> so he's allowed to carry like, a, a loaded weapon around these people? It's okay. He's the director. What does what justification is that, Vincent? And they back off immediately. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. All right. He's the director. Like, n- no one, I mean, no one was thinking this, but maybe he was the stalker? <laughs> this, yeah. was, this was his moment to strike? I, yeah. I think we should have ran, that was probably running through their minds. I, I would have loved to hear that. That would have been, that, that's a great call. <laughs> thank you. Vincent. Hey. Oh, man, Frank. you're looking good. I like this look on oh, you. Thank you. Excellent. Hey, hey Eric. Frank. How you hey, doing? Frank, how are you? Yeah. yeah. It's makeup. Ew. So, you getting ready, huh? 21 days. I'm so excited. I really want to get back to work. Yeah, you and me both. The sets are almost completely rebuilt. They're really... Who are oh, these guys? Oh, well, we're having a bit of a security issue. Don't worry, I won't affect the movie. Mr. Chase. Yeah. That was uh, Aaron. The momentary last track of our target. He would like you to come back home for the time being. How do you lose a tail? It's okay. I'll finish up the fitting. Nothing's gonna happen. Oh, whoa, 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 Vince, what's going on? I think I might have a stalker. Well, we don't know that yet. Stalker? Not good, man. Listen, after Shawshank came out, I got all these letters from convicts. Most very complimentary, but there was this one guy sent me like 50 letters saying that when he got out, he was gonna Shawshank me in the ass. Who couldn't love that movie? So what happened? Well, the guy got paroled. Sure enough, one day he shows up on my doorstep. Jesus. What'd you do? I shot him. Oh, fuck. No, I'm serious. I shot him in the ass. Here. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, it's okay. Whoa, He's whoa. a director. Relax, fellas. I know what I'm doing. Safety's on. Take this one. I got a whole bunch more at home. Oh, uh, no. We've already had a bit of a gun issue. Really? It's Turtle's fault. You sure? Yes. Thank you. All right. But I'm telling you something. Shit like this is not to be trifled with, my friend. Uh, my advice to you, listen to your Israelis, go home. We can always do this fitting some other time, yeah? I could finish this up at the house. Vince? At the house will be fine. Wonderful. At the house is fine. Good. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, everybody. Vince, seriously, paranoia. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Haven't had any good songs last couple weeks. I, I will say one jumps out at me. Scott Venner, music producer. The closing credits song, Piece of Clay by Marvin Gaye. I had the same one. Very, very good. I had the same one. Uh, I'm a big Marvin Gaye fan. Uh, anytime you know a song of his comes on, I'm just, I'm just in. So it's a great song. I mean, he's one, not only is he one of the greatest singers of all time, this, this is just such a good job of juxtaposing this very, you know, 
alpha bro-y show sometimes that yeah. ends on a hip-hop beat and you're like all right that made sense but this is just like kind of takes you off guard takes you by surprise so shout out to scott venner piece of clay it's the master version the 1961 and 1984 version it will be on the spotify playlist oh yeah oh yeah music which everyone can access via the link in the show's notes celebrities we've talked about darabont a bit he's been in the show before but we haven't i don't think we spent enough time talking about zach efron this is a great time period for efron he he started his teen musical film career in 2006 with high school musical and then high school musical 2 and 3d and but it wasn't until 2009 when he started to do more like basically better acting choices he appears in the richard richard linklater film me and orson wells he does charlie st cloud next year like and now he is like i don't know if he's a list now but he's definitely like b plus list movie star in hollywood he did a great job of breaking out of the slump and this moment is that perfect moment in time where he's trying to get away from the disney channel shit no totally and so he was mine as well and i don't know it feels like in a different world he could have been vincent chase you know if, you know in, in a 1, multiverse right yeah just he just very much fit the vibe of entourage right so because sometimes when they do these celebrity cameos they feel a little out of place right yep. like He's he's the one that really sticks out when I think of celebrity cameos. You know, Damon's another one. They just kind of fit the. There's a vibe with this show, and and a quick quick aside story on Zac Efron. So him and I are the same age, and we actually competed against each other in high school speech and debate competitions. No way. So not debate, more so the speech competitive acting side of things. So okay. I I remember it was my junior year of high school, and it was at the Berkeley tournament here in uh, in Northern California. And it was the final round of duo interpretation. So that's where you have, you know, two people performing. Okay. And him and his partner go up there to the final round. And I'm sitting with my team and my friends. And th- someone, like, nudges a bunch of us. And they're like, hey, that's that kid on the right. The Disney just hired him. And then, like, a bunch, no of, way. A bunch of us, like, rolled our eyes. And like, yeah, okay. Sure. And yeah. then, like, a year later, he was a high school musical. And like, <laughs> oh, shit. I guess he, <laughs> I guess he was. <laughs> So uh, it's uh, he, safe to say Zach Efron won. He's again, he's also in this Von Erichs movie, which I'm very jealous he gets to do. But he's a uh, he's he's a legend. So he did he he won the speech, the was, the, the debate. He was good. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He was uh, he was very very good. I, you know, from what my understanding of it, he was very much like a theater kid over there. But he did sure. the the act the speech and debate thing because again, it was very much just competitive acting. And he okay. he was good. He was he yeah. had a lot of funny shit. And I'll always remember that, that that moment that all of us literally rolled our eyes, my friends and I, perhaps out of jealousy, probably out of <laughs> jealousy. And then just a year later to see you on Disney Channel and you're just hmm, interesting. <laughs> I guess I guess he won. I, de- I guess he won in life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll I've got a similar story to that. I'll tell it in 30 seconds here. I played travel basketball in the city of Chicago. I played for a Nike AAU team and I was in eighth grade and the high school team like the high schoolers had their own team and they went to a tournament in ohio and this is in 2001 2002 i'm like 12 and they came back and they said there's this kid named lebron james (laughs) and i was like oh yeah cool whatever and then like it was like six months later he was on the cover of sports illustrated and now has been a daily occurrence in my life (laughs) since then (laughs) i'll just never forget there's this and they were like it was like they'd seen God. It was like they'd had like a divine yeah. experience. They were like, and this is LeBron probably as a freshman in high school at the time. Insane. Probably fair. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably a very religious experience to see LeBron as a freshman. 
Uh, and then Darabont, his his scene is, is so good. We we are, we previously saw him and you know uh, Josh sitting and you know kind of half offering Vince a, a role in a TV, a TV show. role. Yeah, yeah, which he really didn't like. Josh Weinstein. Uh, I had Mike Tamerlando on for that. We loved Weinstein's appearance, but not not enough good things to say about Darabont. There's no bad celebrity cameo in this episode. He just sees the perfect amount of weirdo yeah. paranoid. He's got the gun. He's like tells the story about being stalked by the guy, and it's it's great. It's you can tell he's like, oh, I care about you, Vince. Like, this shit is real. Take this seriously. Like, yeah. I can't have the star in my movie getting shot in the ass. <laughs> right. Or, like, kidnapped. Any, exactly. Any, any of that shit. What was the best perk from this episode of Entourage? And that could be anything you think it is, whether it's swag, VIP access, or just access to something. So, I feel like having sex with a clothing girl yeah. stylist is a perk. That's what I wrote too. I, yep. I, I don't know. It's it, that just doesn't seem to be for everybody. And then the other one that I had, which I didn't realize until rewatching this episode, each guy having their own bathroom in the house oh, wow. is a sick perk, especially when you're living with all dudes. Yeah. Oh you know yeah. What I mean, and that's yeah, that's a war zone in there, <laughs> right? And that's probably why Turtle was really pissed. He's like, I this is my this is my zone. This is my yep. area. And also for for Yoni to go deep into the house, like the second floor, to take a shit and then not flush, that's just disrespectful. You know what I mean? That's him trying to alpha Turtle a little bit. Right. (laughs) He's he's really just, without even confronting Turtle, really, really putting him down. He's stealing his Fruit Loops and shit. But yeah, each guy having their own bathroom. I love that. No, that's that's well thought. I, I only had the wardrobe girl finishing the fitting in quotes back at the boys house <laughs> aka seeing if she there fits was some finishing on going Vince. on yeah, 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 the, yeah. So I, I hope they both finished yeah, but, uh, yeah. one one person definitely did yeah okay every week we talk about our keeper or sleeper is the girl of the week she worth keeping around we have two sadie the pleasure chest employee or brooke the ucla student who's around for two or three episodes who, who do you want to talk about first Oh, man. Uh, let's go Sadie. Uh, I have okay. thoughts on both, but let's go Sadie. All right. So, I mean, I, I like the fact in general that she just can kind of hang. She talks to drama pretty straightforward. They have a little flirtatious bad voice. She's not like kind of that typical subservient isn't the right word, but like she isn't that typical female one and done where like the guys just steamroll over them. So, so I like that. And it comes from her being probably as because of she's a sex store worker, for lack of a better way to describe it. Johnny Drama. Hey, Sadie. Good to see you. You too. What's up with your face? Yeah, it's makeup. Sexy. Is he here yet? No, not yet. Why don't you browse? Cool. Hmm. I'll be in bondage. I'll sneak away when I can. <laughs> the actress, Inbar Lavi, Lavi, she's an Israeli actress. She's been on... She was Sheba on the Fox series Prison Break. She has starred in the 2017-2018 Bravo television series Imposters. But most importantly, she played Eve in the final three seasons of the Netflix series Lucifer. She got the bag oh. from Netflix for this. This is huge for her. And that's crazy. Holy shit. I didn't realize that was her. I know. That's, that's wild. No, she was great. I, you know, her when uh, when drama is calling <clears throat> and she immediately goes into her routine of you know, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't want to have phone sex with you. It made, made me laugh. It was just, yeah, it's she gets these calls all the time from, <laughs> yeah. from all Creepy these dice. fucking creeps. Yeah. So that, that was awesome. She was, she was great. And then 
the the way that she does a 180 once she hears it's drama. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, hey great. man. Hey. <laughs> That's yeah. also just like a funny moment that like he's it's like when he goes to a Robin Taj and everyone knows him by a first name. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Drama's deviant like past and bat story is always just it's hilarious. It's hilarious content. He gets around the town. The story oh, yeah. drama of ours. Big time. Yeah. Big he's, time. He's great. And then Brooke, the UCLA student who has this really disappointing reveal that like, oh, the break in and everything. This whole reason everyone's been freaking out for three episodes is because of a sorority prank, which in my opinion was pretty weak uh she is big time the actress Jana kramer is an american country music star i have not a lot of love for country music but what apparently she has this massive career two albums seven charted singles she was on dancing with the stars she's like was also in one tree hill she played alex dupree like apparently this chick is big time and i had no idea about any of this so i'm the opposite of you and i knew all i knew all of that <laughs> Good, educate me. Educate yeah, yeah. me. Big fan. So my wife is a massive One Tree Hill fan. Okay. And so a lot of the trade-off, kind of as One Tree Hill was ending, Entourage was still kind of going. Mm-hmm. So there was this point where she was on both shows. <laughs> so it just really hit this this point for us. We're like, oh, that's Alex. And when I was like, oh, wait, I think that's Brooke. So for, <laughs> for, for me, it was Brooke. So, no, she's um, – she – used to be married to an, an NFL player and she has That's her right. own podcast. She she does a lot of stuff. Uh, she's she's really big kind of on social media and, and Instagram and all that stuff. And she's very just open kind of about her. She went through a lot with kind of like her marriage from what I understand. Okay. okay. And yeah, th- this is just the f- one of the first things that we've seen her in like mm-hmm. ever kind of in, in, in Hollywood. But she, again, she has a couple of country songs that just blow up and she's, it's, it's not like she's from, the heart of country she's music. She's from Detroit. Actually. Yeah, she's from Michigan, right? Damn. So, so and she just kind of grew up with that. So it's it's um was always a big fan of her work, especially. She's just she just did a lot of cool stuff, yeah. and um this this was a uh, she she did a great job in this role, especially just kind of the counter to Turtle, and yeah. and and just kind of this was was this her first or second episode? First episode, first appearance. Yeah. She's in the next three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's she's great, uh, big fan. Yeah, she only wears thongs. Um. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> What's up? I don't really have a homework question. No, you just like to laugh at me. I haven't been laughing at you. Say hi. I think you're really cute. Really? Yeah. So why are they laughing at me? They know things. Like what? Like that you live in quite the house. How do they know that? One two five zero North Crossroads Drive. What's that about? I have a roommate. And a dog. And you prefer boxers to briefs? What the hell is going on? They're all wearing your underwear. See? (laughs) Our rush chairman told us we had to steal Jamie Lynn Sigler's boyfriend's underwear. Sorry. You broke in and stole my underwear? No, not me. I only wear thongs. Okay, so I would, who like between the two of them, if you wanted to see more of one of them, and we already do see more of Brooke, the UCLA student, but if you had your choice, I'm going to go with Sadie. Okay. Only because like them having a cool girl who were, you know, or maybe, she, you know, if we're doing this in 2022, maybe she is a lesbian and like she just brings a different dynamic to the group. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like just, some, just someone who can hang a little bit more than just, you know, another love interest who ends up 
you know, fucking up the dynamic of Turtle and Jamie, which is what Brooke ends up being. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to go with Brooke. I just, Fair enough. I think she, and you're a fan. Yeah. yeah, and I'm, and I'm a fan. So I think she just kind of fit the vibe too. And that's where I am with these people who come in from the outside. It's, it's, it's all about vibes <laughs> with this show because with the four, with the main, you know, E Vince turtle drama and, and Ari, I feel like these are my friends. Do you fit the vibe of hanging out with my friends? That's Would really- we hang out with you, the five of us? Right. Me, Turtle Drama, E, and Vince, yeah. and then also you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but that's 100% it, and that's why certain characters are so beloved, and certain characters just leave people with such a bad taste, like the Ashley character. And I'm not going to belabor her any longer, but it just she didn't fit the vibe. She didn't fit in with us. She also is never shown with the dyes. She's only ever shown kind of terrorizing Eric, rearing her green monster head, if the writer at HBO had anything I, I'm to I'm never going to be able to unhear that, that she's <laughs> so referred strange. to as the green monster. That's so On HBO.com. Maybe that's why she just stopped acting. Yeah. Uh, how would this episode be different today, plot-wise? Like how, if this was happening in 2022, what, what, what would be different about it, Ben? I feel like there's there's just small differences on how they would have executed a lot of the scenes and, and, and the plots. And, and not a lot, but a few. So I think the, the Zac Efron... Adam Davies Ari situation. Ari would have done that on Twitter. He would have. Oh yeah. He would have embarrassed the Love shit out of Davies. He would have posted a Twitter video, or you know, Twitter's not around anymore, or it won't be around much longer. But <laughs> soon, an, yeah. an Instagram story, tag Davies in it, and then Variety would have caught it. You know, Hollywood Reporter would have caught it. That that would have blown up. So that's that. I feel like that's one difference. Is I think Ari almost showed restraint, and yeah. with keeping it private with the three way call. And then to piggyback off of that, I feel like when Lloyd quit, he would have roasted the shit out of Ari on social. Yeah, he would have he would have burned the house down as he left. Like a video of him leaving his car in the middle of the road and saying like I quit or I'm gonna go work for Adam Davies now. So the plot, I think, because this episode is also wrapping up, you know, an arc right of the stalker. So I don't know if that much more of that would have been changed in my in my mind, but like these small instances of how these interactions could have been bigger, I feel like would have been just bigger with social media. Lloyd would have a sit down tell all scheduled with <laughs> Hollywood Reporter Variety that would come out the next day. He'd make big money off of it. He'd immediately be named. You know, maybe he's not with Adam Davies, but every other agency would be chomping at the bit to get you know uh, Ari Dole's die from him to pay him back. It's it's a great point. I didn't think about that. Basically, what Lizzie Grant does to him later is Ari yes. could have done tenfold. Uh, I love this point. This is this is good. This is why I have you on. As you think about these, it's such a level that I, I don't sometimes. So I will say that you said the stalker thing might not be different. If we're really getting in the weeds, the stalker wouldn't be like some guy who works at the pleasure chest with the internet these days. It'd be some sort of like nameless, faceless, QAnon, insulish, yeah. like internet guy or girl and it would be like a full assault on vince you know he gets locked out of his accounts someone hats all of his shit i don't know like and then maybe he pops up on a ring camera it would just be the way security is the way internet trolls are these days it would just be at like a much deeper level and i mean deeper as in like deeper as in more personal and uh 
yeah, that's just I just that just struck me as like this guy. Oh, he works around the corner, and oh, here's his past. It just doesn't doesn't track anymore for the way things done. Also, the career path of Curtis. Can we talk about this? He went from <laughs> he went from HD Buttercup to the pleasure chest as just as a regular sales associate. I mean, there's no after wh- burning his house down as right. a kid too. What's what's the growth path here, Curtis? <laughs> I just and how did your license specifically fall out of your wallet into a couch? True. Were you showing someone your like your ID uh, while they were buying a couch? Right. Here's my address. Which is again just adds to the creeper aspect. It's it's bizarre. I don't know. I'll tell you something, and I don't think I've ever talked about this, but my college girlfriend worked at a sex store for the last like three months of our relationship. That was part of the reason why things went south. It was kind of the the last gasp. <laughs> oh, really? Our... Well, her doing working there, I was like immediately as a you know lack of a better way to describe myself a horny 19 year old i was like oh this is gonna be awesome but then she just started running in a crowd that was like a little different than the crowd i was running with over at depaul university anyways the commission on a sex toy is i was about insane. to ask this okay this is why this is why it was literally like if if she sold a you know a hundred dollar vibrator dildo thing she got like 50 it was like 50 dollar commission and at the time we we're like 18 19 years old this was a huge deal I'm waiting tables for that much in over a couple hours. She's making them like a couple times a night. And, and she she was doing very well. Let me just say that. Maybe you should have worked at the sex store too. I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to give yeah. you career advice. but You know, I was I had an internship with uh, Fox at the time. You know, I should have just left and gone and sold some uh, butt plugs. I mean, you could have been running the sex shop at this point and just By be now, super I could, rich. I could be a franchisee. I'd have a whole line of them. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if we could have kept up with the switch to digital. I just love I love going in and out and seeing my employees. So it Sure, been it would have been tough. <laughs> Um, faces in the crowd. We've talked about Jana Brooke. We've talked about Sadie, the pleasure trust employee. One last person, the, the clothing girl, the girl that Vince ends up having sex yeah. with this actress, Dawn Olivieri. She's known for her turn as Lydia in heroes. Great show heroes, at least yep. for two seasons, Monica Talbot in house of lies. But most importantly, she's currently starring in the Taylor Sheridan Yellowstone spinoff 1883 as Claire Dutton. So she's got that Yellowstone audience checking her out as Whoa. one of the Dutton family. And this is just, she's a fucking nameless girl in Entourage. She's not even like a girl of the week because you see her for half of a scene and then you see her half naked. I want to do, and maybe you and I can work on this, just like an all women's team from Entourage where like they're yeah. barely in the scene or they're just, they're there, but then they've, they've blown up like in actual real life, like as actresses. Like Gal Gadot is in this show. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? I was just about to say it. Wonder yeah. Woman is in this freaking show. Yeah, and then her name is like Kelly, and she has one line. One line. Yeah. It's, she goes, it's he wild is Yeah. So it's every time I, I rewatch it and I, I catch a glimpse of them where I'm like, I'm putting two and two together because I'm doing that squint thing where I'm just figuring out who they are, and, and then it hits you within seconds. I, I, I want to like there's like a graphic that needs to be created you know what and like in not in today's but like in today's you know digital publisher internet you work for one the headline how the women of entourage outlasted yeah. the men yeah. is a great fucking story and we and you, we dropped this on the rainer.com at <laughs> yeah. the 20-year anniversary yeah. of the entourage movie hey i'm in i'm a writer I, i've got some published work there you we, go we can partner we'll, on this we'll collabo we're on let's it let's do it Sixth Man Award. Who shows up on scene and just, you know, makes the best use of their minutes? 
Uh, I, I think it's Frank Darabont, man. <laughs> so he absolutely brought it in this one scene. He's yep. amazing, amazing Shawshank stalker story. So goddamn funny. He then brings a yeah. gun out. That's true. And then his incredible <laughs> delivery of Vince Paranoia. Paranoia. It, like, so it, it, he, this dude really went five for five from three in in ten minutes and swung the game. It Guys, was, but it's it's okay. Oh, he's the director. Yeah. He's the director. <laughs> he's he's the allowed director. to he's allowed to do that. No, I, it, it it can't be anybody else. Like you could maybe do like Sadie. Does she got some funny lines of drama? Aaron Cohen has a good episode last week. I will also say, seeing Adam Davies, this is the first time since we've seen him since like the season five premiere. Shia LaBeouf and Danger Beach, that whole yeah. you know, fake out. Yeah, yeah. But he he's now in every episode through the end of this season, and it, which culminates in Ari lighting him up with a paintball gun. So it's just good to have Jordan Belfi, aka Adam Davies, back in the mix. He plays a great kind of fuck face. By the way, so I was looking at this today as I was watching this, and I thought to myself, Davies is a good agent. He's oh, yeah. he's like a shitty human being. Yep. Good agent. You know, yep. and he, he knew exactly how to push Ari's buttons and how exactly to get him back. But also, look at his client list from this dude was managing Johnny Drama downstairs, <laughs> answering his own yeah. calls. Yeah. Now he's the agent. Out of, of the agency. Yeah, basically, Zach Efron. Terrence's. Yeah, Terrence. I don't forget what they called it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zach Efron's one of his clients. So it that, I mean, whoever you do this episode with when Ari does take over. Uh, Terrence's agency. It makes no sense that Ari doesn't keep him on. He's, I think. Yeah, he's just it's actually him. true. He's he's too much of a rock. But I mean, he also has can't trust him at all. He stole Lloyd from him. And he also sent him nude a, pictures of his wife. So. That's the, yeah. He kind of crossed the line. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. He's, he's kind of fucked up. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ari, what was your favorite Ari moment this week? Did we miss any? Uh, favorite Ari moment. It's no. We we talked about it earlier. It's still he won't or he, he being Ari, uh being Lloyd won't come back. I killed him. I shot him, <laughs> and I buried yeah. him under my desk. Any more questions? It's that's like it's such a classic Ari line, and there there aren't that many quotables. I think in this episode, this was yeah. definitely one of them where I just remembered it, and it was it hit a plus. He has a good exchange with Lloyd before Lloyd leaves him, where he's like, "We have no bottles. Where are the bottles, Lloyd?" <laughs> yeah. And Lloyd's like, "They're in the landfill. You said you wanted to be more green." And he goes, the "That's because Leo because <laughs> Leo was in earshot, which is nice." You know, nice little shot at Leo's environmentalism. But I will say, in that scene when Lloyd abandons Ari's car on Wilshire and whatever, Ari's Lloyd scream is one of – it's an all-timer. It's the top three Lloyd. It he might is, be the best one. I don't know. Maybe we should look at the top, but it's <laughs> definitely – you're right. It's up there. There's a there's a YouTube compilation that needs to in, – incoming. Someone who's listening make this so I don't have to fucking make another entourage. <laughs> the only other one that stands out is when he's – when he moves agencies, when he gets kicked out of Terrence's agency and he opens up that boutique one and he gets stuck in the stairway. It's, it's when Aquaman yeah. premieres or like it's the premiere day and he gets locked and he's and he's, he screams. He's sweating. Boy. Yeah, yeah. It's super hot. It's like 110. Yeah, he, scre he screams straight up. I remember this, yeah, yeah, uh, and that shot. The echo. Oh, it's great. I'm coming as soon as your car is washed. You haven't done that yet? It's only been 30 minutes, Mr. Gold. I'm moving as fast as I can. If you were to drop the weight like I told you to, you'd be a little more aerodynamic. I wanted to do it last, so it was as fresh as possible. Jesus Christ. Ten more days. Ari, why? Because you're weak, Lloyd. I am not. Don't cry. I am not crying. Because I will add a whole new lifetime if you start crying. I'm not crying, Ari. It's Mr. Gold. I'm not fucking crying, Mr. Gold. Oh, my God. 
What happened? I've been hit. What? You've been hit. Rear-ended. Oh, God. Jesus Christ! Are you kidding me? All right, it wasn't my fault. Everything is your fault. It's your fault because you've accused me of crying when I wasn't and accused me of being weak when I'm not. You're blaming me for you crashing my car? I'm blaming you for ruining my life. Get your ass back here before you say something you're going to regret. I regret ever having met you, Ari Gold. Your car is on Wilshire and Crescent waiting for you. You're abandoning it? Yes, and I'm abandoning you. Lloyd! 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 Anything else from drama? We missed any Johnny drama moments? Just want to make sure before we get to the end of the last, <laughs> last two questions. Mine was just when he was yelling at and interrogating yeah. Curtis Tucker uh, inside the pleasure chest, he was just, he was going off on him security would be called people would be like concerned you, right, you, can't, you can't berate an employee of a place that you are visiting yeah. uh, and his uh when he first sees curtis and the way he says hello curtis how are you so good he has like all these nefarious thoughts and walk just, with me curtis <laughs> what this, this man just arriving to his job you can't do this to him Oh, to make the bid box over at the pleasure chest. <laughs> exactly. Vincent Chase, admit it. You were at his house. Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? He's just yelling at him full the volume. Fucked up, in, the fucked up makeup. It's so good. In front of everyone. It's, it's yeah. Hey, Curtis. How you doing? Hi, what's going on? Hello, Curtis. How are you? I'm okay. Do I know you? I don't know, do you? You look kind of familiar. Walk with me, Curtis. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Vincent Chase! Vincent Chase? What about it? Admit it, you were at his house. I wasn't. You were. And I found your license to prove it. I lost this license years ago. Where'd you find it? In the couch. Where did you get the couch? What does it matter? HD Buttercup? Yeah, maybe. How did you know? I used to sell furniture there. Maybe it fell in. Bullshit! How long have you been stalking Vince? Uh, Johnny? Vince is on the phone. He says to tell you it was all a sorority prank on Turtle. Here's my current license. It's not lost, see? Oh. Last two questions, Ben. Who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? I got Turtle, man. Yeah? Yeah, I so and this is my reasoning. He is the one with actual stalkers. Right. Yeah, so it's true. Yeah. A bunch of sorority girls targeted his underwear. Right. I, obviously, they got some of Vince's in the process, which, by the way, big win. Yeah. For them. Huge win. Can sell that shit. Exactly. Yeah. But they were after turtles. Mm-hmm. So they legit followed him home. And insane. And because they knew his address and shit, and, and they just, don't know that he's associated with Vince yet. It's not until next episode that they see Vin, uh, Turtle get into Vince's car, and they go, "How do you know Vince and Chase?" So sorry, continue. Right? No, and it's just they—they they obviously know that he is dating Jamie Lynn Siegler, right? Yeah. Which is—it's a little creepy that you would do that, you know, for a sorority prank. But again, listen, women—women women can get competitive. I think this is a level of competitive that's a little crazy, but it also is like so brash it makes sense for a bunch of 19 year olds like it's so it's so stupid like to create yeah. a to to commit a felony essentially for a sorority bit i i thought the entire three three episode stalker plot was such a waste of time i think it's supposed to show just like that part yeah. of hollywood and like and the, the fact that this is the resolution i'm kind of like oh man like really i guess 
this leads to future things, some uncertainty with Jamie and Turtle. And but I just it, it, it felt weak to put that much effort into protecting Vince for it to just be like a miscommunication is so silly to me. No, totally. I didn't I didn't love the resolution of it. You know, if yeah. if we were gonna get dark with it. You know, let's get darker than I guess they, they do, uh, yeah. you know, in, in a season or two. But it, it, the payoff definitely wasn't worth it. But to, to see Turtle have a little, oh, 100%. you know, a little, a little swagger at the end of the episode, it was, it was nice to see for our guy Turtle. Yeah. Oh, Jerry's our guy. Both of Jerry's our guys. Jerry's our guy. Yeah. 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 So shout out Jerry. But like, this has been a good season for him with the Jamie Lynn Seedler relationship. Then he invited the Tom Brady's house for dinner having his little crisis of character and then going to school. Like it's all up. It's all downhill from here for turtle, which is great. Uphill, What's the phrase downhill means it gets worse. Uh, yeah. But wouldn't that mean that it's easy? I don't know. Going downhill. Well, when you're going that fast, depending on how uh, how much of a thrill seeker crash and burn. Yeah. It's, it's pretty terrifying. (laughs) It's all up from here. Let's just say that's what, that's what I said. It's on the up and up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) On the up and up. Last question, Ben. Was this an A-list, B-list, or D-list episode of Entourage? So I was thinking about this, and I kind of, I, I kind of went in the middle here, and I went yeah. C plus. I hope okay. that's okay. I kind of went off that's, off the that's grade. That's not scale. okay. <laughs> yeah. You're never invited back. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting until the end to see how how far I could stretch it. You fucked up my whole grading system. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a curve. Yeah, there's it's, a curve. A I, I added the curve. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, so yeah, I'm going C plus. Like. It was still it was it was solid. It was a fine episode yeah. overall, and it, th- for me, there there weren't just there weren't many memorable quotes from mm-hmm. it, which is mm-hmm. kind of a that's an A A list episode for me, right? Like the stuff I just repeat to you, like in text or like to my yep. friends who watch Entourage in text, and it it had its fun moments, you know, and it, but when I <laughs> kind of when I got to the episode, I was thinking about it, and it didn't really feel like the guys were having all that much fun given all the yeah. different things that they were going through. Like obviously Vince always having fun. You made the great point earlier of this dude's just fucking cruising, but also, Hey, he's dealing with a stalker. He thinks yeah, true. actually coming to kill him or do, do terrible things to him. Drama. His job is slowly slipping away. He's wearing this fucked up makeup for yep. the entire episode. E girlfriend, completely untrusting of him. Uh, green monster yeah <laughs> the green monster becoming a bit unhinged uh, turtle losing out on his fruit loops and uh, <laughs> keeps having to flush another dude's giant shits it's you know th- they're all going through some stuff and 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 my favorite episodes the a-list ones for me are the ones where they're having a good ass time but it, it's also in addition to the progression of the story and i feel like this story or th- sorry this episode was more so just kind of wrap up the stalker arc and to kind of yeah. plant the seeds for you know the the turtle jamie brooke part and and, and you know and everything else was just kind and of and drama drama yeah. leaving leaving is trying to get out of his five towns contract right. and i agree this this is this feels like a junction point episode and things do get worse and so that's why i always when i think about when i what i'm going to grade these i go well things are so bad next season in comparison this is a b minus this is a but I think I'm with you. I'm thinking I'm probably solidly somewhere in the middle. The Efron stuff is good. Lloyd's performance, like standing up to Ari. Lloyd stands up to Ari for the first time after four or five episodes of straight abuse and four or five seasons of straight abuse. So it's good to see, even if it is kind of under the intention of, you know, Adam, Adam Davies trying to steal him from him. But 
you're right. It's not like, oh, that iconic episode of Entourage where they get rid of the security team and Lloyd leaves Ari's car somewhere. It's just not, it's not super memorable. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you on every point you made. I'll, I'll probably be a little nicer to it and give it maybe a B plus, B minus. That's I don't know. fair. No, it's, I was just, I was probably just being a little bit harsh on it. And, <laughs> and no, it's, it's still a really, really good episode. It's still enjoyable. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's always great to have you on. And I don't know what season seven, episode nine is, but I might just have to continue the train rolling and have you on for uh, I'll just, every episode. I'll, I'll pre-book it. <laughs> you know? Just start. Just I'll watch just, it. I'll watch it between now and the time we do it. I'll watch it once a day. So by, <laughs> by the time we do it. You you, your wife and your newborn would love that. So. Yeah, exactly. Just constantly on. Ben, when, where can the listeners find you, follow you, listen to you? Uh, you know, temporarily on Twitter until they shut that yep. shit down. You can find me so at Cruise Control with a K. Uh, same on Instagram. And, uh, you know, follow everything that we're doing over at the Ringer NBA show specifically. Uh, yeah. The Ringer Wrestling Show. Those are, those are two of the main things that I work on. But, obviously, you know, follow everything else that we're doing at the Ringer as well. The Ringer.com. All that good stuff. But that's it, man. This is this is always so much fun. It's 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 crazy that the it, it still boggles my mind that you have a podcast about entourage and i'm so <laughs> i'm so jealous that you have it but also i'm so honored to be on with you it's hey, it's, it's, it's a lot of feelings <laughs> listen if you had if you had more time on your hands i'd bring you on a co-host but uh i know i know you're, you're busy doing your own thing and it's always a pleasure so we'll, we'll do this again in the new year have a happy thanksgiving to everyone who's listening after the fact and uh i'll check in with you guys next monday peace